Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend. Welcome to another episode. I hope you are having an absolutely fabulous day. Thank you so much for listening in. Today, we're talking about calories and we're talking about when you're tracking, when you feel like you're doing all the right things and yet the weight's not shifting. I find that if you are hitting those macros, you're getting your proteins in, you're getting your good fats, you're getting in your carbohydrates, we're not talking, depriving ourselves yet, it's the weight still isn't coming off, then one thing that it could be is that chances are you might be eating more than you actually think or realize. And there's a few common things that happen that I want to talk about. So one thing I also want to say is that I was resistant to calorie counting for a long time. <laughs> that was in my mid thirties when it was just easy. You just moved your body, ate healthy and it was great. But then I hit my mid forties and I'm like, uh Oh, something's got to change. And so I started counting my macros and, um, and calories as part of that. And regardless of how resistant I used to be that to that in the past, it is a fact that you need to be in a calorie deficit deficit in order to to lose the body weight. And there's kind of a fine balance to that because you don't want to be in an extreme deficit because then you put your body into shock and um, all sorts of problems start to happen with that extreme end. But I like to do for my ladies anywhere between a 10 and 15% deficit. I don't like to do more than that because often, not often, they're also strength training. So we have to find this balance of having a slight deficit, but also eating well enough that they can put on muscle. Because if you're in a big deficit, you're not going to put on muscle. So we like to keep the deficit um, low. And that means realistically in a six week period, I don't want my ladies losing more than 10 pounds. Like that would be too much. Um, Depending where the starting point is, some may lose a little bit more than that. But on average, in a 12 week period, I like to see eight to 12 pounds maximum. That means that we are putting on muscle and that we're we're losing that body fat. Um, okay, so what are a few things though, however, that could happen, why the results aren't quite happening the way that, um, that you wish? And like I said, I'm talking about maybe eating a little more than you think. And so it's so easily done. And when you're starting your goal, being super accurate, helps you get there a lot faster. So once you have the muscle mass, I find that you don't have to be quite so accurate because you can also increase the calories that you're going to have. But I digress. I'll talk about that a little bit more at the end. So here's one thing that will happen. It that can happen is one, not counting those little bites of food that you have here and there. So you're prepping lunch or you're prepping dinner and you're having a bite here or a bite there and you're not tracking those. That is a such a super common one. Even like if you're, you know, having a scoop of nut butter and you've measured that and then you're 
going in for just like another little bit of a, a scoop and, and eating that and not tracking it. So that's one way that can, that that can happen really easily. Um, number two is not measuring accurately. So for example, if you're scooping out your protein powder or whatever it is that you're doing and it's over the top or you're not measuring a one cup, like often people will measure a measuring cup, but they won't measure it right to the line nice and flat. They'll measure it like to the top or it's just kind of going over that line a little bit. And it doesn't seem like a big deal, but at the end of the week, these things actually start to really add up. And so it could be the difference between a couple of hundred calories each day, which is easily done. And then at the end of the week, that does add up to quite a bit. Um, number three is eating out with restaurant at restaurants too often. Restaurant food is super tricky. Um, it really is. It's difficult to go out and measure absolutely accurately what you're having. We just don't know the types of oils that they're using. Something may seem like it's healthy, but they might add things that we just don't know about. And so restaurants could be really tricky. Now it's, it's okay to go out and everyone likes to go out once in a while, but I do find that at the beginning, if you're someone that goes out more than once a week, you're, you may need to rein that in until you've achieved your results. It's just, it makes it really difficult. Even when they have things written on their menu and the calories, it's never going to be exact. That chef isn't there making sure that it's, you know, the exact perfect, um, measurement for you. So, and we also never know when things change in the kitchen and they don't necessarily change it on the menu. So there's all these reasons why restaurant food can be a little bit tricky. So those are the three main things I find around tracking that could, can be contributing to that overeating and just like putting you just slightly over your calories, your allocated calories for the day. And again, like I said, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, that really adds up and can keep you feeling like you're stalled. So here's what's cool is even though there's a calorie count and that I assign the ladies in my program, what we really work on is choosing foods that get you the maximum kind of like maximum bang for your buck, (laughs) like when it comes to your food. So choosing foods that are low calorie, that are super yummy, that are nutrient dense, that will get you um, the most amount of food for the calories that you're allocated. And so once you learn to do that, then it's wonderful. You always feel satiated. Like no one should be, should feel like they're starving, even if they're in a calorie deficit. So that's one of the, one of the things that I talk a lot about is like, how can we do that? How can it becomes like almost like a game, like, okay, what's the most food I can eat within this number? And, um, because those foods are all nutrient dense and satiating your, your cravings disappear. You start to feel really energetic. You feel really satiated. It's such a, a, such a great, um, journey. The other one is, as you put on lean muscle mass, uh, you will actually be able to eat more calories, not less. Because then where does it end? If it's if we're just always on this path of being in a deficit, being in a deficit, there comes a point where there's nowhere left to go. But that's more for people that are at a deficit, but they're not putting on lean muscle mass. Then they get stalled and we end up with that whole kind of skinny fat um, look, and it's not the look that matters so much, but that isn't any 
healthier than having excess fat. So as we put on the lean muscle mass, because we're just at a slight deficit and we focus on putting on that muscle, it's amazing. Like you end up eating way more. For example, there are people in the program that weigh the same as I do on the scale, but my calorie count is quite a bit higher which I love because I love to eat. (laughs) And so I share that with the ladies in my group a lot because I'm like, look, you're going to get to eat a lot more at some point. But to be honest, a lot of times the issue isn't even overeating. The issue can sometimes be under eating and, you know, not eating all day and then having one big meal at the end of the day. It all depends on someone's lifestyle um, and, and where they're at. But anyways, That's what I wanted to talk to you about today is that if you have started tracking your macros and you're feeling like, okay, I'm doing it. It's all, I'm doing everything right. What is going on? Look at your, look at your habits and see, are any of these things that I mentioned a possibility? Because I find like this radical honesty is super important to have this honesty within ourselves. But sometimes a lot of these things that we do, it's just mindless. Like it's just a habit. Like it can be a habit just to re-dip that spoon into the nut butter and have one more spoonful before closing the lid, right? So it's these things that we don't do, that we do without thinking, like the measuring. Maybe we're always making our meals in a rush. And so measuring accurately just just feels like it takes that extra moment that you don't have. So maybe it's going to mean slowing down a little bit and making sure that you measure those things or having um, things pre-measured the day before or whatever it is that you need to implement to make sure that that happens. Um, And in terms of eating out, you know, I know that could be tricky and people really love their restaurants. I actually went out this weekend to a going away thing and it was nice to be, it was nice to go to a restaurant. I hadn't been in ages, but I really don't go to restaurants very often. I remember saying to them, to my friends, like, yeah, I never, I just don't really eat out. It's not something I personally enjoy. I will meet people for coffees and going for walks and it's just become part of my lifestyle that eating out isn't a thing. But like I said, I totally understand why people love to do it. It is nice to shut off. It's nice to have a night where you're not cooking. And so I totally get it. Um, but it is something to be aware. It's very, very difficult to be accurate when eating out despite, despite restaurants putting calorie counts or macros on, on their menus, which some of them do. And it's nice. It gives you a ballpark and it does allow you to be a little bit, um, at least have that kind of accountability and make a better choice on the menu if possible. Um, actually a friend of mine sent me, um, their a list today they were at Earl's and I forget what it was they had like one meal it was I think it was like the street tacos and they were about 500 calories which is pretty good and then she sent me another another meal and I don't I don't remember what that was, but it was something like 950 calories. And she's like, oh my goodness, like in the past, I would have just chosen that because um, I just wouldn't, I would think that that's healthy. And so it just would have been an option that I would have chosen. And she's like, so street tacos it is. So it is helpful when restaurants do that. And and I think that that's great that they do that, but just be aware that it might not be exact. So you might need, might on those days want to leave a little bit more of a lenient leniency when you're calculating. All right, my friend, if you have any questions about this 
about this episode in particular or about this six-week women's um, program that I run, the Simply Strong for Women 40 and Above, um, just send me a message. I'm on Instagram mostly, so at RoccoFit, R-O-C-O-F-I-T. I always love hearing from you. If you have a moment, please um, leave me a review on iTunes, Apple iTunes, if this has been of value to you. And I always really appreciate it when you share on social media. It really means the world. Have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.